This is Blurring the Lines with Adam Bell and Peter Nicolaitis, IT entrepreneurs. Adam and Peter take on the topics of technology, business, life, and the pursuit of happiness and blur them together in the 21st century. All right. Good afternoon, good morning, or good evening, and welcome to the Blurring the Lines podcast. This is episode number 176. I'm your host, Adam Bell, and joining me as always is my marathon running co-host, Peter Nicolaitis. How you doing, Peter? Doing good. Doing good. good. Showing off the yes. guns, the sun's out, yeah. the gun's out. I haven't worked them for a couple of days. <laughs> I, I'm really tempted to declare push-up bankruptcy push-up bankruptcy <laughs> yeah i um so as you know um yes as you mentioned i, I had a, I had a rather long run last week mm-hmm. um and as a result i did no push-ups for three days mm-hmm. and it was a holiday weekend so i started this week with a 300 push-ups deficit <laughs> <laughs> and um i finally caught up with it two nights mm-hmm. ago and did no push-ups yesterday yeah, so I'm back to a hundred down right now. It's funny. You must think I'm really a jerk because I wasn't going to hold you accountable to those. I mean, <laughs> you ran a long ways. <laughs> I think you're my accountability buddy. Well, I and... know. I mean, there's there's reasonable accountability, then there's dictatorship accountability. <laughs> like I was out with COVID and felt really bad. I wasn't coming back and doing those push-ups that I skipped while I was sick. What, what do you mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, are, what are you talking about? I, I, don't, I, I don't, does not yeah, compute. Yeah, I, you're about to hear David Grogan. Push-up, MF. <laughs> Push-up, MF, yes. So. <laughs> Down. Uh, I, we're not finishing this podcast. You pump out 300 push-ups. <laughs> bingo yeah well i'm not that bad um the only time i declared push-up bankruptcy was when i was on vacation Mm -hmm. and um i felt like i had aggravated my rotator cuff and i decided so i took off what 10 or 11 days i think yeah injury that's because i kept doing mine then i mean i've i've missed some i mean i guess i've probably missed this year five or six days just Mm -hmm. It, it went through where I was completely exhausted doing other physical things. <laughs> but, but on balance, you know, like, I think I'm still ahead because mm-hmm. I've taken, there were plenty of days last year when I was doing 200 per day. Mm-hmm. Right. So I think I'm still a little bit ahead, but you know, whatever. I, so- I feel like I'm living up to the spirit of the challenge. Yeah. So if if you want a little bit of grace, I'll I'll set you at uh, you only have to do a hundred today. Ooh. Because <laughs> I um, still have my hundred to do today. Excellent. <laughs> well, today I am only um, planning after this. I'll be doing my first long afternoon run for some time. Now mm-hmm. you may recall that after we would podcast, I would often go out for my run in the mm-hmm. afternoon, and then they got a little too long for that. <laughs> Yeah, and hot and, uh, and hot. dark. It, yeah, exactly. So my plan is today um, to go out. I'm I'm only doing 21 miles this week. Today, oh. today I've did today. A, yeah uh, 30 30 for the week. 21 today mm-hmm. um, because last Saturday I did 31. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, 30.97, I should say. 30.97. Okay. okay, so not 31. No, no, not no. quite. Yeah. Al- almost. Yeah. Pretty <laughs> close. Pretty close. That's a lot of mileage. That was it- a ton of mileage. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. It's, uh, so I'll put a link. Uh, I found a new little app called Relive, which takes your GPX files, GPS export files, mm-hmm. and animates them turns them into an animated run so you can see the little nice pattern well, that i ran it's pretty slick and and anybody who's been listening to our podcast for however many years that we've been doing this there was a time when peter had never even run a half marathon and Not now now you're running more than a marathon for fun for fun yes well i mean i only ran that half marathon for fun as well but but yeah no so i'm, I'm doing it and now i'm already starting to think ahead so the race is on the 25th so it's just mm-hmm. you know just a couple of weeks away and i'm already starting to think ahead as to like okay what am i going to be doing after the run you know like what's mm-hmm. my what's my plan gonna be and because mm-hmm. after my first marathon last october i had to take you know a few months off because of injury as a mm-hmm. result and so now i'm trying to think okay i don't want to injure myself again hopefully my training plan has built me up to this so i can run this injury free and how and many then, miles is it 31 31 <laughs> so 31 with 5600 yeah. feet of elevation you've almost done it i've almost done it <laughs> i'm close i'm close so um you know we shall see we shall see I, um, but I'm, you know, trying to think like, do I want to go back? Like, cause it's easy to fall back to my like 10 K every other day. Right. Mm-hmm. But I really want to like, I think I want to do like at least a half marathon every week mm-hmm. or maybe once a month do a marathon or something like that. You know, I don't yeah. know. I, I don't know. So um, I'm thinking about it. Listener, what's your opinion? How much should I run? <laughs> And if so, your answer is too much, then great. I, I, I follow. <laughs> <laughs> so have you, have you considered doing the Boston marathon? I mean, you're I've, right there. <laughs> yeah, I, I have, I have considered it, but um, to qualify, to run it like for real, I, I am nowhere near fast enough to make that. Really? Time. Yeah. It's, so I mean yeah. it's big boy it's big league. Yeah. No, Boston league. Marathon is like an elite marathon. Now I supposedly I guess I could I think you can do it like as a volunteer for charity kind of thing. I think there mm-hmm. are loopholes that you can get in. Mm-hmm. But to you know, and again, to really compete, well, I'm not really competing in any of these races. You know, I'm mm-hmm. I'm finishing like in the top 80th percentile when I do actually run a race. Yeah. So uh, you know, which is you know, hey, top top 80th percentile. I mean. You did it. I can't even do it. So, yeah. well, you haven't tried. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, tell me, when you do the CrossFit Murph workout, mm-hmm. um, how does that? How do you do? How does that work? So, uh, like, how do you? What do you? What are the exact like with the breakups? Do you do them all like one shot, or do you pieces? How you rest? How do you do those? So I do the one mile run. And then I come back and I, how do you break up that one mile run? Um, one step at a time. Got it. Okay. <laughs> Got it. About, about, about 5,600 feet, give or take about that. Yeah. Okay. Close, give or take, give, give or take. take. Yeah. yeah. So I do that one mile and then yep. I come back and do, so the 100, 200, 300, I like to split that up into four. I like to break that up into four. So I'll do yep. my 25, 
was it pull-ups, 50 push-ups, and then 100 squats. So okay. air squats, or I guess 75. Yeah, 75 yeah. air squats. So that's the way yeah. that I like to do it. Okay. Um, I know some of the guys that I work out with, they just go straight. So they do the one mile, then they do the 100 pull-ups, 200 push-ups, 300 air squats. I've done it both ways. Yeah. Um, well, and of course, then the mile run after that. I've done it both ways. I prefer splitting it up because I overtax myself. The mm -hmm. pull-ups, I end up straining more mm -hmm. to do mm -hmm. the pull-ups when I'm completely exhausted. The push-ups are push-ups are not a problem for 200 push-ups. I mean, you and I could do 200 push-ups, you know, in no no problem. You know, 30 or 40 each yep. time. So it's not each a big deal. Push-ups are easy. And then the air squats, I end up having really sore hamstrings if I just nail those things 300 in a row. Yep. yep. <laughs> so that's why I like partitioning it, but that's just my opinion. But the, uh, if you're going to do it pure, you're supposed to do it 100, 200, 300, and you're supposed to have a vest on. Oi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's uh, the, what the, it takes to be a Navy SEAL, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man so what why why do you ask well i was just curious because the way i break it up is like 10 pull-ups and again you know as we know i call mine the modified mediocre murph mm -hmm. um i don't do the run paired with it but i often do it on days after i've run like 10k mm -hmm. uh, assuming i've got the energy left tonight i'm planning on doing it tonight while watching tv um mm -hmm. i'll get back to that in a second let me make a quick note before i forget um ted lasso but yeah but what i do is usually 10 and i do the i forget you know when you turn the hands so your hands your palms are facing forward when you're doing the pull-ups mm -hmm. um, i do it reverse on grip. reverse grip i do it on um through like essentially a broomstick supported between two bar stools mm -hmm. so i'm not pulling straight up i'm doing it at an incline starting with lying on the back mm -hmm. um what i do do though is i i don't go to like i full extension the whole way i don't let my elbows go extend all the way out mm -hmm. so that i'm never letting go you know i'm always in that like 75 percent expanded zone mm -hmm. Because supposedly, like when you let go forever, you know, or when you let go completely, then, you know, you're just hanging, your biceps aren't doing any work. It's all just grip muscles. Mm -hmm. So I've been told that, you know, by never like letting it go while that's happening, you, you keep things, you know, keep things tighter, you do a little more work. Mm -hmm. um, but anyway, I do 10 of those 20 push ups, 30 squats, and I do those in sets. Now, most days, I just do up to, 50 pull-ups, 100 push-ups, 150 squats. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes on days when I don't run at all, that's when I do the full, you know, the full amount. Or if I'm like, mm -hmm. hey, I'm sitting around watching TV tonight and I've got some energy, may as well do some more work. You know? Might so, as well. Yeah. Well, I can tell you've you've defined up a little bit. I've been Shoulders. getting the dictionary out. Yeah, the dictionary out. I've been looking <laughs> up words, making sure they mean what I think they are. Oh, that's not what you meant. Yeah, yeah aardvark aardvark okay you've got definition in the shoulders and traps and and it didn't take in. did not take much very long at all mm. didn't take very long you know like i don't remember how long i when did i start them we could go back and signal and find out but it was after i watched the um uh the terminal list 
mm-hmm. on, you know, and I was like, oh, this is the workout that Chris Pratt used to get into, you know, Navy <laughs> SEAL shape. I'm like, that looks kind of like fun. <laughs> so, <laughs> so there you go. And it's like, cool. Yeah. All right. What else? What else you want to talk about? Well, uh, as we mentioned, I did run 31 miles. And, you know, to be clear, this is ultra running. Mm-hmm. which means that, you know, and, and that is built on the three pillars of running, walking, and eating. Mm-hmm. And so I started at my parents' place and it was like the first, I don't know, four miles or so was just like straight uphill, mm-hmm. like up, 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 climb. And I ran very little of it. Mm-hmm. Um, got up to what used to be my favorite mountain biking trail, which I am pleased to report has not significantly changed in over 20 years. Yeah. It's just as I remembered it. Like there were specific <laughs> parts are, you know, I was like, oh, I wish I had my bike. And you know, but mm-hmm. it was, it was really cool running that for the first time. You know? mm-hmm. Um, so that was, I started in, um, in Bethel, Bethel, Vermont, and then, uh, crossed up into the mountains into Rochester, Vermont. And then it was mostly down. So it was like all uphill climb to the top of this mountain and then a gradual decline for, I don't know, like a couple, maybe a thousand or so feet or so, um, into Braintree, Vermont. Mm -hmm. And then from there you hit back roads, class three roads, much smoother, easier downhill stuff. Um, from there I hit pavement and came into Randolph, Vermont. And after about 14 miles, that's where I stopped at a gas station. (laughs) Um, because I didn't have my car handy, you know, so when I've run around here, I usually do laps and I use my car as an aid station. So I hit a gas station, bought some beef jerky, uh, a few liters of Gatorade tanked up on that, filled up my, uh, my bag. And then I hit the climb up to Randolph center, Vermont, uh, where my alma mater, Vermont technical college is, um, got to the top of that mountain, uh, tacked in at the McDonald's. Um, you know, reapplied sunscreen or applied sunscreen, I should say, for the first time there, as well mm-hmm. as you know, checked all my you know gear, blew my nose, used the bathroom, and whatever. Um, ate a small fries, and that was a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> continued yeah. on, yeah, continued up the hill about another mile or so, got to VTC, touched the VTC marker, turned around, ran back down, hit a gas station right next to that McDonald's bought more liters of Gatorade and Powerade made the mistake of keeping the hard plastic bottles with me. Oh yeah. And because even like stuffing them into my bag, like the 20 ounce ones, they'll fit on the shoulder counts, the shoulder carrying of my, um, my Nathan, you know, sport vest hydration, mm-hmm. vest. but it's, un- it's uncomfortable. And you know, so I tried to crush them down and stick them into my pack. They're too hard. I, yeah. But once I had left that gas station, there were no trash cans yeah. for another, you know, 15 miles or so. Mm-hmm. And so I was carrying them and it's uncomfortable. It's digging into my back and, you know, it's just like, uh, all right. So note to self, even though I wasn't using them, I carry my little collapsible bottles with me now mm-hmm. and standard practice. If I'm going to buy water somewhere, <clears throat> fill them out, throw the, you know, throw the container. Dump it out. into the, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I did that, um, you know, and ran, walked uh, a lot. Uh, it's hard when, you, you know, carrying a full pack with liters of water in it, that yeah. slows you down. Mm-hmm. So, and then it started getting pretty hot. Um, definitely got a little bit singed, a little sunburned. I didn't reapply <laughs> sunscreen and I or should have, mm-hmm. um, but I made it back 
you know, home, it was about, I think it was around six and a half hours moving average moving time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, not the greatest speed. Um, but it was like at that pace, I should be able to finish the race on time. <laughs> so, 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 uh, we'll see though. It's going to be different. Like, mm-hmm. um, you know, one, for one thing, there will be aid stations more frequently. I was able to stop three times, but they were all like towards the halfway point. Mm-hmm. Um, during the race, they have, uh, they have an aid station. Like, I think there are four or five of them throughout the race, rather evenly split, like every six miles or so. Okay. So I'm not going to need to carry as much food, I'm not going to need to carry as much water. So that'll make a big difference. Yeah. And, um, yeah. And hopefully, I mean, you know, a few more weeks, weather will be a little cooler. It'll be fall in Vermont peak foliage season, maybe. Yeah. So yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Cool. Well, I just recently reread Jesse Itzler's book, uh, Living with a Seal, and he was talking about the ultra marathoners. And he was talking about this one guy who'd run the 100 miler and he would have pizza delivery scheduled at certain stops. I'm like, yes, you're talking about, I, I think pizza would be better idea than french fries but i don't know by how much i was just gonna say but not <laughs> by much <laughs> yeah i could just imagine i mean because i could probably if i had to run and if i had taken just a, a little bit to let it digest you know you're there for a few minutes go to the bathroom yep i could probably eat a slice of pizza yes i don't think i could t- handle more than that and then take off running <laughs> yeah i i agree i mean i've heard um I I've heard stories of like, uh, Scott Jurek, who's a, uh, you know, legendary ultra marathoner, um, being seen eating a burrito while running downhill from an aid station, you know, <laughs> Hal Kerner cited that. Um, so yeah, I, um, I'm, 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 you know, I'm excited. It'll be interesting. Um, my running buddy, Greg will be crewing for me. Okay. So he will be, I have to give him a crash court. Oh, bad. But we're, I have to give him an orientation <laughs> on how to drive my car so we can take the Tesla <laughs> yeah. up to Vermont. Um, but um, I got us both rooms at this bed and breakfast nearby. That's my my thank you to him. It's like here I'm you know put you up for a night in a you know and a swanky little B and B in Vermont. <laughs> I'm gonna let you uh, sleep on my couch in my <laughs> room. Yeah. Uh, thanks, uh, Peter. <laughs> oh. So. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so he'll meet me at the aid stations though. And so in addition to whatever food they have at it, you know, I can make sure that I've got good food that, that I want there. And I have not experimented with eating like, you know, real food on the trail, like a sandwich mm-hmm. or something yeah. like that. You know, it's pretty much M&Ms, cliff bars, nuts, fruits, etc. I could eat some so, of those things like uh, the applesauce and things like oh, that. Yeah, there's an idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Get get like, natural applesauce rather than the ones loaded with sugar. You probably yeah, sit well or, with you, or just an apple. Yeah, <laughs> so, but I would yeah. say applesauce would go down more easily for sure. So mm-hmm. yeah, but I'm at the uh, point now where I'm tapering. Mm-hmm. So uh, again, like you know, 31 miles last week, 21 this week, 15 next week, and then it's race day. Boom! So just a, a three week taper, you know, taper down. So nice. Yeah, I so, wondered what you meant by that. Yeah, that's that's tapering. You know, it's the this is in in long run prep. Tapering generally shows that it um, it has generally improved performance by I think something like around four or five percent compared mm-hmm. to if you don't you know take a break if you just train all out you know like right up to race day. 
Yeah. So, I mean, I'm still tired. My hips and my low back are still sore. Um, mm-hmm. It really didn't kick in for a couple of days after though. So like I ran Saturday and it was like Tuesday. I was like, Ooh, I'm still a little stiff and I'm mm-hmm. still a little stiff today, but I decided to do the run tonight um, instead of tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, again, you know, it'll be interesting because it, it's, it's not going to be dark by the time I get done. At least I hope it's not. Um, but it'll be getting darker and mm-hmm. for a change. It's going to start. I'm going to start at the hottest time of day and that's mm-hmm. just going to get cooler. So that's rewarding as yeah. opposed to like, had I started this morning, it's just only going to be getting hotter the whole time. So mm-hmm. it'll be that'll then I'm hopefully that'll be more like realistic, you know, like real conditions. Cause I'm going to start at around 8am. I think is, is kickoff for my, my class. And mm-hmm. I'm hoping to finish around four o'clock 6 30 being the absolute cutoff yeah so, we shall see we shall yeah see. yeah you'll do it yep. all right so uh how's your cholesterol well i don't know how my cholesterol is but i can <laughs> say that my cholesterol intake is dropping significantly uh-huh yes okay. so we haven't now we haven't talked about this on the podcast for a few weeks right because we we had a couple things came up like one i was driving north to vermont to visit my parents and then to run my my 30 miler up in vermont last week Mm -hmm. and the week before that i think you had something come up yeah we did but we did do the podcast with scott yep but then then i was planting last weekend for labor day week or yeah labor day weekend but something happened before that the weekend before that uh beside me getting covid that one Oh yeah. yeah, that was fun. <laughs> that was fun, by the way. <laughs> uh, how, how how was your COVID experience? Uh, well, on a scale of one to ten, you know, one being completely awful, ten being, hey, this was fun. I would say it was probably around a six. I mean, five or seven, six or seven. Not. Uh, I mean, I didn't feel terrible. I didn't lose my taste. Um, I did. I think uh, you still have pretty good taste. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I mean, I think your wife would agree. She's my smoking hot trophy wife. I mean, I, I did well. <laughs> no, so I didn't you, lose so my. Would you, like on the tiki scale, would you rate it at around normal? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just sent it to you. You can, oh, you can look at it on your okay. screen. Yeah, yeah. The uh, so I I went in or went to the doctor and they didn't they didn't want to give me the um the antiviral uh medicines they said they really yeah so they really wanted to save that for people who were at risk and really having hard symptoms and i wasn't having hard symptoms so they put me on a steroid instead which really minimized it i think uh because i got i felt okay while i was on the steroids you know and it it was is that standard five four three you know a five-day process we start out with a whole bunch and then it, it tapers down so i felt okay i know about my, tapering tapering yeah but my worst my worst symptom was i had a hard time uh focusing cognitively like it just it, i really had to i mean if we were going to talk about something important i really had to focus don't have any distractions if i want to sit and think about it um i mean not so bad that i you know went to like forrest gump and elect but you know <laughs> it was 
I'd start something and I just, you know, have the low energy and focus on trying to do whatever it was. Mm -hmm. And even I even, so I, I, if I really need to focus on something, if I'm really going to work on something long term, I'll do a half of a five hour energy drink. So like if I'm doing a long weekend at the farm, I might have half of one of those on Friday and that'll take me all the way through the weekend. (laughs) Okay. <laughs> well, I took a half of one and it didn't do anything. I could, it didn't do any folk, but I knew not to do, you know, not to drink the other half. Cause then I just would sleep poorly and have no focus. <laughs> I generally don't do five hour energy drinks. I did one of those about 10 years ago. And I remember I had it around four o'clock in the afternoon. Cause I was driving to Boston and i was feeling a little tired i had a half of one mm-hmm. and i was awake all night yeah and i was like all right that's that's not good and you know recently doing a little more research and stuff about how like what caffeine really does for you and it doesn't really wake you up it just makes your body think that you're awake and don't need to rest you know so like on that note i'm trying to just have one cup of coffee in the morning and then Mm -hmm. i switch to decaf i'll drink decaf all day because Mm -hmm. you know for the habit and the 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 taste um i am still liking my experience with cordyceps mushrooms and i'm using those for energy um i think i will put a link in the show notes in case anyone's interested in those i guess Um, i didn't hear about that we didn't talk about mushrooms yet. Uh-uh. Oh, I thought we had talked about that. Oh, maybe mm. it was, maybe I said it was cause it was too soon. Um, but it's been, I guess more than a month at this point. Um, I started them back in July and I, at first I was a little bit skeptical, but uh, a friend of mine, my teacher, one of my teachers who's uh, into Chinese medicine and acupuncture recommended those. And he did an interview with the founder of the company who's selling these and yeah, he said, you know, I've got, I've been having, um, you know, other acupuncturists have been having good luck with these to help um, uh, treat symptoms of COVID, you know, like long COVID stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, I think I got the long COVID part, you know, figured out. I'm not really worried about that. I don't, I don't expect there to be, you know, long, hopefully, hopefully knock on wood complications. Cause I feel, you know, feel like I recover pretty well. Um, and you know, he's like, you know, full disclosure, I get a little bit of a kickback. It's a referral link. I'm like, yeah, I get it. That's, you know, but what the hell I'll, let me just throw him a couple of bucks. Let me just see what's going on. Mm-hmm. And I asked him like, cause one thing that I've noticed is he and I have had very similar stories about Ooh. our experiences. Hmm? Ooh, those look gross. <laughs> well, you don't actually <laughs> eat them. Uh, you, you eat them. I, I take them in uh, tincture format. So they, okay. you know, just a little bit of a dropper and it tastes great. Mm-hmm. Um, but less he filling. and I have less feeling. Yes, exactly. <laughs> we've, we've had similar stories about the, um, like how our bodies have reacted to certain things over the years. So I was like, well, if it works for him, let me see, maybe it'll work for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I have tried things like lion's mane and chaga. Like I, I bought one of those, um, uh, like a lion's mane coffee. This was at the sub- suggestion of Tim Ferriss some mm-hmm. years ago. And, you know, I love Tim Ferriss's work. So I wanted to support his podcast. So I'm like, fine, I'll buy one of these things. Sure. I got nothing out of it. I got absolutely <laughs> freaking nothing from it. It tasted 
okay. You know, it was like, <laughs> it tasted kind of like Sanka instant coffee. You know, <laughs> yeah. I was like, this is not good. I don't really like it. But furthermore, I don't feel this I'm on fire energy that I was supposed to get. Mm -hmm. So I was a little skeptical. Um, and I told, you know, my teacher that, and he's like, yeah, it's not like you take it and boom, oh my God, I'm on fire. It's more like over time and it takes about a month or so you feel your energy levels sort of, uh, they start to even out. So mm -hmm. you don't have peaks, but more importantly, you don't have as many valleys. Mm -hmm. And he told me he was using it when he was teaching, going back and forth between Boston and Ireland a lot to teach. So mm -hmm. you've got this jet lag thing constantly. Mm -hmm. And after he was on him for about a month or so, he said his friend observed that he seemed just to be more even and have more energy. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what the heck? I'll give it a shot. And as is often this, you know, the way, like, so I, I went in not expecting anything and I'm not, 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 not expecting, I'm going to put the dropper in almost said, Oh, wow. Look, everything's great. I'm, you know, super yeah. energetic or anything. Um, but I noticed after about a week that I looked back on, you know, my, my Apple health app where I track everything. Thanks to my Apple watch. Um, <laughs> and it showed that my sleeping time per day had gone down by about an hour. And this was in the um, uh, like the one of those one of the one of the many summer heat waves that we had in July. Mm -hmm. And I was still feeling fine and my energy levels were fine. And I was out doing my long runs in this heat wave. Mm -hmm. You know, now there was a time during the heat wave where I did have to take a couple of times off because it was just, you know, ungodly hot. But I was running, you know, like 17, 18, 19, even 20 miles in, you know, like 80s, 80 degree weather and stuff and feeling pretty good at the end of it. Yeah. And then I looked back and I was like, oh, I've been taking these mushrooms for a couple of weeks. Who knows? Maybe. Mm -hmm. Right. Maybe. Sure. Um, but since then, my sleep time has still been a little low. Um, you know, I, mm. I kind of like would like to get more, but I feel OK. I feel like I'm mm -hmm. performing adequately i don't feel like a, you know this is, had a super impact on my performance so uh, so anyway i have um subscribed i get a recurring you know monthly delivery and i went through the first one a little fast so i ordered a second one-time bottle mm -hmm. and then um and then i have my new one so like my new one i just opened the the like my spare bottle two days ago and my new delivery will be here like in a couple of days so i just have one spare so i don't run out yeah now I did also try reishi mushrooms, not to be confused with Reiki energy, not the same. <laughs> and those are supposed to help you calm and sleep. Okay. I've noticed so you're taking no uppers and downers. I've noticed no difference from the downers. <laughs> the downers don't seem to do anything to me at all. That doesn't seem to affect my sleep patterns whatsoever. So, so I'm not, not recommending those, but I'm feeling like I'm sold on cordyceps. Um, and I haven't tried like this particular brand of lion's mane and chaga. Maybe there's something more there, but right now just doing cordyceps at the uh, recommendation of my friend and teacher, Josh Summers, I'm pretty happy with it. And I will throw a link into the show notes in case anyone else wants to try it. And, you know, you'll cool. get a 10, you get $10 off and I get 
I have no idea what I get. Supposedly I get something, <laughs> but I, you know, I imagine, you know, like if I'm lucky, maybe it's like a buck, but I don't yeah. know. You know, so I have absolutely no idea. You get some of the special psychedelic mushrooms for recreational use. Well, that was the funny thing too, is because I, I thought about that. Like, you know, how can these things actually do it? You know, have any sort of noticeable effect. It's just a few drops. And then in one of his emails to me, my teacher reminded me like, have you experimented with psilocybin? And I was like, no. It's like, if you ever have doubts about the effectiveness and the power of mushrooms, do some research or try that. But, you know, that's like, you're talking people tripping, like yeah. you know, real major league stuff. And I was like, that is true. That is, you know, mind altering, you know, kind of yeah. stuff, which I have not tried. Um, kind of curious, but not curious enough. Not to actually curious do enough. It. Yeah. <laughs> right. But, but that raises a very good point. You know, if you doubt that mushrooms can have a, an effect on your brain and maybe on your body, look over there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so I was like, ah, that's interesting. So, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. yeah, so there you go. Fungus, fungus uh, scares me a little bit. I mean, I, of course, I know penicillin and all of our antibiotics are... There's a lot of fungus a lot of that fun. we use that we use for medicine, but yep. I, you know, I, something getting in my body and like growing that don't, yeah. <laughs> well, we have a lot of that already going on. Well, you know, I know that. Your, yeah. Your gut is full my of that gut, kind of yeah, stuff. My gut, my mouth, I mean, my nose, I mean, everything's, I'm, there's whatever micro things, organisms living on us, in us, yep. part of us. Yep. I get it. But yep. still. Yep. I see a fungus cloud, you know, like you stomp on those mushrooms and they, I'm like, I don't want that in my body. Spores. <laughs> Spores. that in. <laughs> so I've got a quick question about the meter. Yes. So I, I got it. I took meter. it to the farm mm -hmm. and I, I wanted to cook my steaks, but I didn't prepare ahead of time. And charge uh, it. I didn't charge it. And I opened the box oh. and it says, you must charge this four hours before use. I'm like, four hours? I thought maybe like oh. a half hour. And and then what I wasn't expecting is I was expecting to charge it on something, USB or whatever, but it just takes a regular alkaline battery. Yeah. And that's what's charging your thing. So that that threw me for a loop. But I, I put it on the charger. I cooked my steaks the old-fashioned way. And then... Oh. Uh, <laughs> And then I forgot it. It's still down at the farm. Oh. <laughs> Channeling Landers. <laughs> I'm sorry to hear that, man. Peter <laughs> so. is down on the farm. So uh, when I go back out there, I've got to pick it up and then and then try it. Yep. So well, that's too bad. Yeah. I have been using my meter, uh, not as much, however, because. As I told you and friend of the show, Scott Wilsey, uh, but not on this podcast yet, um, I am watching my cholesterol. Mm -hmm. uh, and you did ask me, how is my cholesterol? And I told you mm -hmm. my cholesterol intake is down, but I got sidetracked as to what mm -hmm. happened. Um, so I had my first uh, annual physical of the year uh, about a month ago, I guess, at this point. Not quite. Mm -hmm. I don't know. And uh, in addition to my white blood cells count being low, Again, just like last year, uh, which I was like, I completely ignored. And my doctor, you know, because I told him about the fiasco that I had last year where they're like, oh, yeah, 
are you sick? No. Huh. Could be cancer. Could be AIDS. Could be anything. I'm like, great. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks a lot. That's great. Um, that blood uh, transfusion that you took, that was a bad idea. Oh, I've never sure. had a blood transfusion. <laughs> oh. oh. <laughs> so I, um, you know, so I talked with him about that and he didn't raise any concerns, but he did raise concerns about my cholesterol. And this mm-hmm. time it's like in the 160s, whereas last year it was like in the 130s. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been high before, but now we're talking like, okay, this is a little ridiculous. It's 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 a little too high. Mm-hmm. So um, not at all surprisingly, his knee-jerk reaction was like, we want to put you on a statin. Uh, yeah. And I said, no, you don't. <laughs> uh, quoting Michelangelo, I believe, maybe bastardizing it, but it's a mistake to try to solve a problem first by addition. <laughs> so why don't you give me some time to change my diet and mm-hmm. let's see how that goes. And well, that's says, because most people don't want to change their diet. I agree. That probably is true. Most mm-hmm. people probably don't want to change. And he has been conditioned by the medical big pharma industry to just push pills. Mm-hmm. And I don't I, think it's big pharma. I think it's people. People are lazy. Well, I'm going to put a link in the show notes to a podcast that might back you up on that. But it's I'm sorry that 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 won't back you up on that. Um, <laughs> that that will talk about big pharma being uh, a real big component in this, but no, I believe, believe me, um, I'm pretty sure it was Robin who recommended uh, change or die, you know, as part of one of her series mm-hmm. and stuff. And, you know, people don't want to change. I get that. I totally get that. Yeah. Um, I don't want to change, but if I have to, I will change. Right. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to post a link in this. Um, here it is. I finally found it. A link to this podcast. Uh, it's an episode of the Jordan Harbinger show where he interviews a guy on how big pharma has just like done a lot of bad bleep uh (laughs) you know and we know this we know time and time again of like like the the heroin you know addicts the 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 oxy the oxy you know addiction stuff that we've got going on um you know it's it's a huge money-making scheme scam collusion you know I won't say conspiracy theory, but you know, it's, it's huge. And a lot of this is just money and yeah, it's society has gotten trained to like, Oh, you got a problem. Take a pill. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, yeah, but uh, I was really disappointed though, that, you know, that my doctor didn't even offer up diet or nutrition. Right. Mm -hmm. Now, maybe it's because I told him my cholesterol is always high. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, because I said, well, you know, I can even go vegan for two weeks and get tested and my cholesterol is still high. But then after I, I told him, let me try changing, give me 30 days and let's see what happens. He said, let's try it for 90 days. Because apparently you need more time to do that, you know, it's for, mm-hmm. to, for a significant change to take effect. It's like, okay, fine. Well, if that was the case, then if he was factoring that in then he should have known that it would take me more than like two weeks of being vegan to affect it so he should have told me well you can do it for short term but it needs to be a longer term before you see a notable change mm-hmm. so again from my perspective it was just like high cholesterol statin yeah. and you know like problem push pill 
And I just do not like that. So, mm-hmm. um, but thanks to recording everything fairly religiously in um, my, I was using my fitness pal. I recently switched, as I mentioned to uh, food noms, mm-hmm. um, but for recording years and years of stuff, I can open up my Apple health app. And I looked and I saw that my average daily intake of cholesterol for the last six months or so has been 450 milligrams. Mm -hmm. The U.S. no longer publishes an RDA for cholesterol. They stopped doing that a few years ago. But when they did, the recommended daily allowance was 300. So if you look at my annual average, it's like in the 420s. For the last six months, it's been closer to 450. Mm -hmm. Why? Because I've been training for an ultra marathon and using that as an excuse to chow down on burgers and pizza and eggs. And I never paid attention to how much cholesterol is in a freaking egg. <laughs> oh my goodness. There's a ton of cholesterol in an egg. And I was eating three, four at a time, mm-hmm. like for breakfast. And then, like, that's like two, three times the daily allotment right there. Mm-hmm. So I'm pleased to say that when I look in my Apple Health app, let me just take another look right now. Um, and I look at my cholesterol, my yearly average right now is 422 milligrams per day. Mm-hmm. The six month average is 441 per day. Cause again, summertime ultra marathon training mm-hmm. this month, my average is 265. There you go. And this past week to 55. Mm-hmm. So, so it's going down, right? It's going, mm-hmm. it's trending in the right direction. Now the question is, will this have a significant effect on my blood work? which we'll know maybe in a couple of months from now. Yeah. So what's the biggest change I made, you might wonder? You started eating salad. No, I eat plenty of salad already. <laughs> Number one, I've cut way back on the eggs. Of course, mm-hmm. I did, you know, this happened after I bought like a two dozen pack at Costco, like, you know, like literally the day before should... my doctor's appointment. <laughs> yeah. Eat those, eat, eat them all up in two or three days. Cause there's no way you could get all that cholesterol in. I mean, it's a lot of it's got to pass. Oh God. (laughs) Um, So I'm eating more egg whites, um, but I am also, I decided I am experimenting. Now I'm not huge on processed foods and whatnot. um, But one change I did, did make is I get a a monthly delivery of organic meats. I -hmm. changed it. I got rid of all the beef, all the pork, and just went chicken and fish, Mm -hmm. which still has cholesterol, but good cholesterol. But also not as much. Now, yeah. now here's the thing. It's like when you eat a food, though, you can't really, they don't break it down on the nutrition facts. What's good cholesterol versus bad cholesterol. So yeah. I'm just well, trying to lower And you it have to around. have some cholesterol. You have to have cholesterol for your body to function. Well, vegans don't. They do. They get they it through, uh, you know, avocados and There's things no like that. There's no cholesterol in avocados. No. Cholesterol is animal products only. Cholesterol yeah. comes from animals. Yeah. They get fats. Yeah, they so they gotta have the fats. And, yeah, they got oils. But they gotta have you oil. Can generate though, I believe your body can make its own cholesterol. I think if that's if if it's a necessary thing, it's got to. Otherwise, vegans would be dying of cholesterol deficiency. Yeah, so, but the other thing I did do is, like I said, even though I'm you know trying not to eat as much in the way of processed foods, I did take a dip into the land of meat-like substitutes. 
And yeah. I have been eating impossible burgers and I tried the beyond meat burgers and the, since they're my favorite grocery store, Wegmans store brand plant-based burgers. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping you're going to come back with a list of burgers that are impossible that I could eat and enjoy. They're not that bad. <laughs> I, you know, like first off, right off the bat, it does not take like, just imagine the best juiciest hamburger you've ever had mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it doesn't it. taste like that it does not oh, taste like that it's no i thought you were gonna tell me it was gonna be like 90 percent of that no no uh, so now imagine how much cholesterol is in ketchup zero <laughs> <laughs> all right ketchup bingo now just imagine an average burger that you've had like i don't care like like something i burned on the grill yeah sure you know sure. like maybe 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 just like a step above mcdonald's you oh, know like maybe okay. a five guys you know yeah. like a decent burger not the greatest you've ever had but a decent burger mm -hmm. they kind of taste like that oh okay i don't like so in my rating it's it goes beyond impossible wegmans mm -hmm. in increasing order beyond for whatever i just don't like it as much i liked the consistency okay but I remember I bought some for myself and cooked it at home. And as I was taking a bite, you know, I inhaled a little bit to take the bite and it felt like I had a mouthful of chemicals. Uh, Not a great yeah. first impression. Yeah. Right? Um, the impossible burgers, they taste fine. I got a big bag of those because they were out of the other ones that I wanted. They're okay. Um, the consistency's definitely, it's more processed, more, mm -hmm. you know, thinner, more like a, a hockey puck burger. Mm -hmm. um, but the Wegmans store brand plant-based burgers, I really like, uh, and all of them like nutritionally, they're all very close. They're all within a couple, you know, like 10 calories of each other. They have similar amounts of fats and proteins, etc. So, um, I like the Wegmans brand, which coincidentally it's the cheapest. Mm -hmm. So, you know, like when, and they're all within, like, I forget how much they are, but they're all within a dollar or within 50 cents of each other. Like the Wegmans is like. 549 beyond is like 599 and impossible is 699 or mm -hmm. 6 649 you know for like two patties or so yeah so it's priced comparably to beef comparably to chicken you mm -hmm. know it's in that same range hopefully it'll get cheaper over time you know as they get the process ironed out and it becomes easier to make um so anyway um so that's what i've been doing i feel fine uh, of course, you, you know, you can't feel your cholesterol, so that doesn't really mean anything there, but yeah, I'll be checking it out soon and, um, you know, hopefully have a good, good story to tell there. So. Have you had a colostomy or a, um, not a colostomy, a, uh, colonoscopy colonoscopy <laughs> yet. Yes, sir. I have, <laughs> you have. All right. Well, I just wondered because, you know, it, if with higher cholesterol, there's increased chance for polyps. And yep. if you've had trouble with cholesterol, I wondered, you know. If you've had that checked, came back free and clear, <laughs> squeaky clean. <laughs> the actual experience of a colonoscopy, not that big a deal. Really not that big a deal. The day of preparation of drinking gallons of Miralax in Gatorade, mm -hmm. kill me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, the off. worst, you know, like, but, but here's the thing. If you told me I had to do that, like, say, you know, fast like that and do a cleanse like that, say, once a month versus mm. going on medication that, you know, 
one in a hundred, one in a thousand chance of giving you a heart attack. Mm -hmm. I'll do it. Yeah. You know, keep your pills. Thank you very much. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So, (laughs) so I haven't had mine. I, I guess they've decreased the age to 45 instead of 50. So I've already passed mine. So I was just going to any, any time now, maybe. Yeah. I, I would call, I would call Mm. and schedule it. It's just, you know, the the hardest part is just like, you got to stop eating now and Mm -hmm. just drink Gatorade. And it's like, you know, thick syrupy consistency Gatorade that doesn't taste that good. Mm Mm-hmm you've done harder things probably <laughs> once a week in the gym yeah you know it's not that bad and you know towards the end it's like oh, i did or you know man i i'm so hungry i could really use some real food right now that's okay you can eat whatever you want after you drink this next liter of gatorade and i guarantee <laughs> after you drink that you're not going to want to put anything else in your mouth so it's, <laughs> yeah. it's self-correcting problem yeah yeah so Cool. All right. On a totally different topic out, we're getting out of the rectum area and into the brain area. Uh, (laughs) Have you read any of Robert Goldbraith's books, the Cormoran Strike series? So that is R.K. Rawlings pseudonym, uh, the writer of Harry Potter series. J.K. J.K. Rowling. Yeah. Oh, so So she writes under the name of a guy? Yeah, yeah. Under got it. And so, and were they super more popular because of, of bias? Um I don't know. I, I mean, I my personal opinion was when I read the first book of his or her pseudonym, I did not know it was her. I don't do any research on I, I don't care. I mean, I, you know, I just didn't care to figure out who an author is, what their politics are, or, you know, any of that stuff. So I didn't know it was her. Mm -hmm. And I probably would have had a bias because I probably would have viewed this book as a book series being written by the author of Harry Potter. And I would have been looking for Harry Potter stuff, honestly. Yep. Uh, And I probably wouldn't have given it the shot that I gave it because I thought it was a male writer writing a mystery series from a a man who's a former uh, equivalent to the uh, British SEALs. You know, he was a special forces guy. Commando. Yeah. Commando had his leg blown off. And then now this is the second part of his life and he's a private detective. And so I, I wouldn't have given the author of the same shot, if I'd known it was her, I would have probably had a bias. So in her defense, it was a, probably a good move to give her a shot. You know, it's like Harrison Ford. Well, are you going to be anything other than Han Solo? You know, yes, we're all Indiana Jones. Yeah. You're either Indiana Jones or Han Solo. Uh, but you know, it's, it's kind of like that. So I didn't have a problem with her doing the pseudonym. And yeah. then after I read the first book, I just totally took whatever else she wrote on yeah. top of that as she's a good writer of course that, i think it's cool yeah yeah I, and, and i think it's a good way to get around you know bias but also you know both positive bias as well you know yeah. like stephen king did that too under the pseudonym uh, richard bachman right the bachman books mm-hmm. but as it, i recall those were pretty much the same as his normal stuff yeah <laughs> but i mean it's kind of like well especially as an author because there's a lot of uh, there's, it's a lot more intimate being an author at times, I think you, mm-hmm. that you get with your reader and, yep. uh, 
being able to not pigeonhole yourself, I think that's a nice thing. You know, you just yep. take it as a, this is a new author series. So, but anyway, so the last one I'm reading right now, I'm listening to it on Audible and it's, it's called The Ink Black Heart. Okay. And uh, it's about a cartoon series that that starts off on, you know, this, it's kind of like this little indie cartoon that goes out there. They made it, went on YouTube, and then it became a hit sensation. And then, you know, then the uh, creators get attacked and killed. And then it's the mystery of figuring out who attacked and killed them. But the book was really long. It's okay. when I, on Audible, I got on it. It's a 34 hour Audible. So I looked at it. I was like, okay, this is going to be a long book. I mean, I, same as if I were physically looking at the book. I'm like, okay, this is probably a 1,200-page book. That'd be my guess. It's going to be a long book. But mm -hmm. it'd been over a year and a half since I read her, since she released the last book. So mm -hmm. I was looking forward to a long immersion yeah. in the book. I'm like, it's been a year. Let's do this. Let's dive back in. Let's, <laughs> let's dive back in and enjoy the characters and enjoy the environment. And I I went out there and the the day it was so i had it in my pre-list in audible i prepaid for it so as soon as it was released i got it and there was already a negative review the the morning it it hasn't even been released for longer than like three hours and somebody is like mm -hmm. well one it's a 34-hour audible book there's no way you read it it's a you know it's a well, 1200 page book <laughs> keep in mind though that you you can preload those people um people definitely like tim ferris told how to game that system mm -hmm. um you you can preload those i think i think robin might have gone over some of this with us too um but you can essentially solicit your reviews ahead of time Mm -hmm. So it is possible if you get advanced copies on these to, to game the system. That said, usually the advanced ones are people that you're hoping at least are going to give you good reviews. Yeah. They're your, your fans. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I, I was like, I was irritated at the, these people who were like, it was just too long. It's entirely too long to read. And I couldn't stand the hashtags and the read. So a lot of the mystery is in YouTube online in twitter so and in a game so they're you know if you're reading it you're reading it from the log you know peter n says and then adam k says you know and it, it's like it's kind of like reading a play at some point it's like i prefer it to be a smooth read through just narrated but at the same time it was the spirit of the book i mean it, <laughs> the whole book and it was like oh and it's entirely too long i'm like you knew how long it was before you even read one word of the book or mm -hmm. listened to one word. So it's shame on you. I mean, yeah, I, I wanted, I wanted an immersion. I'm like, I wanted to be with this author because I hadn't read this, you know, series in a year. And I'm like, yeah, let's go. Yeah. Maybe, like, maybe people... they didn't, maybe they didn't look before they bought it and they were just feeling <laughs> mad. <laughs> I don't know. People are just trolls out there. And then there were people, they oh. were upset because apparently J.K. Rowling has said some things that didn't set well politically, PC-wise. I and... remember hearing that. I don't remember what she said, yeah. but I remember, you know, that there was something about, you know, yeah, yeah something, something political. PC. That's, that's all I know, but I don't know what it was and I didn't pay any attention. But the only way that you could safely not offend 
anybody is to not you say can't anything. even you can't even say nothing that that'll offend some people well yep. you didn't need you didn't defend me <laughs> on that note i hear uh you know uh queen elizabeth passed away a couple days ago yeah the queen of england yep. yeah so yeah. there's and there's lots of hubbub about that about you know like how will she be remembered and Oh, you know, yeah. su- supposedly she did some good things but the institution did a lot of bad things yada 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 mm-hmm. i was gonna say i'm not touching that one with a 10-foot pole but i sort of did but now that i've mentioned it okay i'm done <laughs> so rest in peace queen elizabeth uh yeah you know let's hope for better times king charles i guess now Char- chuck is king i suppose yeah he is he hasn't been officially inaugurated yet but i don't know that that officially means that he i mean i think he's king i mean I'm pretty he sure king. he's king once yeah. around. i don't think that's something they vote on there so. yeah no no it's not a voted thing but i did you know i did not know the straight line of succession how that worked yeah uh and i saw a news article on that and it talked about that so uh the queen and then uh charles is her son and so he he was direct in line. I wasn't sure who was in line after William. I knew that William would be after Charles because he's his eldest son. I right. was wasn't sure if the next in line would be Harry, but it's actually uh, William's children. His yeah. three children are the yep. next in line it follows before the Harry. Firstborn. Yeah, yeah. But and then I don't think Harry can take it anyway because he's abdicated um, with or, Meghan, right? No, no, I think Harry it's because Min or Harry and or who am I thinking? I don't yeah, know. he did. I don't, he had, I, you see how much I don't pay attention to the royal yeah, family. <laughs> he, he did marry, but it, it doesn't have anything to do with his marriage. I think it's because he stepped out of the the royal, you know, he's he's pushed his stuff off and he's not taking a role in the royal thing. But I don't think he like officially like, quote unquote, abdicated the throne like the um, uh, before Elizabeth's dad his brother abdicated the throne he said yeah. i'm i'm stepping down i'm not gonna do it and you know i think that what that's once that done is done it's done so yeah i don't but i don't know i don't really care i mean i it's slightly interesting <laughs> but you know so, yeah it's, <laughs> it's a soap opera you know whatever mm-hmm. So yeah. we've got, we still got tons to talk about. I'm going to go through real quick, just okay. a few things, knock them off. Um, I bought concert tickets to two concerts next week. Mm-hmm. Uh, wow. One is the piano guys. They'll be coming to Medford. So they're right up the street from me. They do a lot of covers of Elton um, John no, no, and not, Billy Joel. And Billy together. Joel. Yes, exactly. No. <laughs> we call us the <laughs> piano men. <laughs> that would be, I, have they actually toured together? I don't know. It sounds like something that actually did happen, but no, <laughs> that would be um, one the, heck of a concert if they meshed dueling pianos yeah, dueling pianos like, that'd be cool <laughs> uh no these, these are i think they're a duo called the piano guys and they do a lot of covers of of um you know other hits and stuff and that they're coming right to medford in my hometown so that'll be cool mm-hmm. but three days later i got tickets to boston garden to see eric clapton nice the slow hand slow hand i am just hoping <laughs> that they'll do Layla and not the unplugged version, uh, but I don't know. I really don't know. I mean, if, you know, if not, it's going to be amazing one way or another, but I'm, I'm excited about that. You know, he has so many, he, 
so much repertoire of good yeah. music oh yeah if you don't hear the one song that you were hoping for you got to hear a lot of other good it'll things. be okay yeah. Yeah. yeah i think it'll, I'll, be, it'll okay. be okay with that. Yeah. <laughs> um they uh but anyway so so i'm seeing clapton next friday night so that'll be cool mm-hmm. um but with each of those purchases on Ticketmaster, they said hey you want a free month of apple tv plus uh-huh and so i was you- like sure because i didn't get one with my new macbook air i was kind of surprised i thought i would get something with my macbook purchase but apparently not only it's with with like iphone and watch stuff so Mm -hmm. it's like sure and i added it in and sure enough right there in my account it's working and so now i've been catching up on ted lasso season two so you hadn't seen season two I had not. I had saw the episode one and then my free Apple TV plus expired <laughs> and I never paid for it. Um, but I will also be watching C season two, one with Jason Momoa. Yeah. I haven't watched that. Is it yeah. good? I enjoyed the first season. It was, there were times where it was gripping, you know, it's mm-hmm. a little hard to believe. Like it's all about, you know, it's, it's basically post-apocalyptic, but the big, the thing that destroys humanity or society as we know it is everyone like, I don't know if it was overnight or whatnot, but everyone goes blind. Mm-hmm. And so now everyone is blind except for these very, very, very few exceptions. Mm-hmm. And that's the big thing is trying to find the exceptions and, you know, either make them messiahs or kill them or, you know, whatever, depending on who you are. So, <laughs> um, but I enjoyed season one and, uh, I'm curious, I know, uh, what's his name? Uh, Batista there is, uh, you know, um, army of the dead and, uh, oh, yeah. um, Drax Dave the destroyer Batista. Dave. Thank you. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's in there, um, in, in season two. Uh, but I did hear, uh, apparently season three is coming as well. Okay. So apparently it's doing good enough to do three seasons of that. So, so I'll probably be binging some of that tonight. Um, I also am a couple episodes behind on She-Hulk. Um, <laughs> I did enjoy. I've I've enjoyed the first couple episodes. I thought they mm-hmm. were they were good. Um, uh, so yeah, I'm watching that. And then um, real quick, um, I'm getting my fifth COVID shot this wow. weekend. And I decided, you know what? Let's go all in. Get me the flu vaccine while we're at it. <laughs> and then do one in one arm one in the other alexa stop <laughs> so i expect there's a chance that come around that monday i might be feeling a little down we will might see I'm kind of doubling up my bets there you know mm-hmm. um so. so we'll see that but did you the real big question did you watch the apple event this week i did not so did you have you yet heard anything about the new Apple Watch series? I have not. Have you heard anything about the new <laughs> iPhone 14? I have I've heard nothing. Have you heard anything about the AirPods Pro second generation? I have not. <laughs> have you heard about the new Apple Watch Ultra? I heard you and Scott speaking those words, but I don't know what they are. <laughs> I was on, I was about to like, I was seriously looking at a Garmin or a Koros or some other thing because, Mm -hmm. you know, like I've decided I like this ultra running thing. I like being Mm -hmm. out for hours and hours at a time. I like having a rock solid thing with better GPS, more real battery life and something maybe a little more rugged. Mm -hmm. The Apple watch ultra is all of these 
Okay. And I was surprised at how much it costs because it's priced comparably to those others. Scott and I were going on, we were both guessing it was going to be $9.99. It's $7.99. So it ain't cheap. I'll give you that. But it's par- priced on par with like, like a high-end Garmin watch. Wow. Oh, and wow. I get to stay in the, Echo, the Apple ecosystem. They've made three new... So the whole watch itself is different. Like it's compatible with all the Water. stuff you know. Uh-huh. But it's it's rated for like scuba diving. It's rated for high altitude, like, you know, going, you know, trekking in the Himalayas. It's rated for super heat and super cold. They may have three different types of bands for it now. So there's like the Alpine band, the endurance band, and the uh, diving band, you know, the, the underwater kind. Uh-huh. Yeah. So the cool thing is uh, it will be available for sale on September 23rd. My race is on the 25th. (laughs) Here's the thing. The endurance band. And that's the one that applies to me the best, right? I could Mm -hmm. probably get away with the Alpine band. I don't need the the Fisherman's Friend band or whatever that one's called. There's Trail Um, Loop Ocean Band. Yeah. So I I don't need Ocean. I want the Trail one. That one supposedly is not available for like six to seven weeks. Okay. So... I'm what I'm planning to do. Oh, and the other thing too, is like, I was going to order it and then schedule it for pickup. And then they're like, no, you can't pick up this watch. We can only deliver it to you. Of course. And I was like, why? But you know, they're like, Oh, COVID-19. I'm like, I picked up my MacBook. <laughs> what are you talking about? And by the way, when I was there, no one was wearing a mask except me. <laughs> so what the heck is this? Yeah. Speaking of which brief MacBook air M2 uh, update. I've had it for about a month, still mm-hmm. loving it. So yeah. happy. I'm I am podcasting to you from it right now. Mm-hmm. And and it's nice that I can pick up my, you know, unplug my desktop PC from here and take it downstairs and just have everything with me. Mm-hmm. Battery life is amazing. The you know, seamless transition between like my other Apple devices. I'm like, yes, thank you. <laughs> Very happy about that. Mm-hmm. Um Anyway, so I'm in line for an Apple Watch Ultra, not an Apple Watch Pro, not an Apple Watch Plus, not an Apple Watch Max, an Apple Watch Ultra, because we need yet another <laughs> trim yes. of differ- differentiatings. You know, what so. what size did you get? I will get the largest one. You got the largest one? I will. Well, I didn't order anything yet. So. Do you have the largest one now? Yes. It's like okay. 44 millimeters. Yeah, 44 millimeters. That's yeah, what that's so what I had. And it almost felt just a little big. Yeah. I thought about going to the size down, but I think yeah. that the screen size would be just a little small because yep. it's already small. But I, I mean, mean, so this is what I'm wearing now. And yeah, I don't well, know what Timex is. Timex. <laughs> and... I mean, I'm not like a, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Dwayne Johnson, like, you know, I need to have a boulder on my wrist kind mm-hmm. of thing. In fact, you know, I've like, like I've, and I've heard other, uh, other guys have expressed concern. They're like, I'm afraid it's going to make my little tiny wrist look even littler. You know, like <laughs> I get that, you know, and that's the thing, you know, big guy needs a big watch. Right. I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, but if you go too big, I think that goes in the opposite direction. I'm just yeah. saying. Yeah, you know, I would really like. So know. as far as wearing, I would like mine to be the one size down. That's mm-hmm. not quite women's size, yeah. but it's it's like it's forty two. I think. Yeah, I, I just forget. slightly smaller. Uh, yep. Because all I need to see on a watch, 
all I need to see is the time and the date. Yep. Now with the Apple Watch, there's more information. But if I'm just going to wear a watch, all I need is a time and the date. It doesn't mean to be too big. Yep. So, but anyway. Yep. So anyway, so I'm 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 psyched. But my plan is to go in store to get it, and um, I don't think I will have it during the race. But you know, I I'm pretty okay with that because. I had a really good experience with battery life when I went for my run. You know, I turn off Wi-Fi, turn off cellular on the watch, turn off the always on display, turned off, uh, I turned on low power mode on my phone mm -hmm. and had plenty of battery life at the end of it. You know, so I'm not worried about losing, you know, having enough battery for yeah. the thing, but it would be kind of cool. Like, oh, what's your first run with the new watch? You know, like, you know, oh, mm -hmm. my first real ultra marathon, of course. So Nice. Yeah. But, well, cool. So one one thing I want to go back to is uh, so Jason Momoa and Dave Batista were in Dune, the new oh, the remake of Dune. Have, have you seen, seen that? that? I have not. You, have you read the books? I have not. They are. It's a tough start. So <laughs> it's a, I mean, it's a tough start. I mean, it, just imagine whatever the situation is, a complex situation is occurring and you're being thrown right in the middle of it and you've been given no clue and you're not given any like any guidance of like, yep. oh, Peter Nicolaitis, he happens to be, you know, he lives in north of the state and Adam lives in Tennessee. There's nothing. There's nothing at all. And it's just like you're thrown into this you're thrown into an alien world with alien politics an emperor, a fiefdom, you know, religions and powers that you aren't sure is like, are they magic or are they religious? Are they what? And are they spice? Are they spice? There's spice. There is spice. spice. Huh. <laughs> spicy, <laughs> yeah. powers. spicy powers. <laughs> so, uh, so Dune, I, I've tried to read it twice. And, and I got through further the second time okay. and uh, I gave up again because I was like, okay. I just don't care because politics really don't interest me. And it's really politic heavy got as it. far as like understanding the the finer points of politics. And if you do this, then this little thing over here occurs, which is, you know, now it's moved from light, light gray to light, 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 light gray. You know, I mean, it's, <laughs> so you, it's so, uh, it doesn't interest me. Uh, but I watched the movie and it, it doesn't really get much better from the standpoint <laughs> of, of you're lost, but it's a two and a half hour movie. And by the end of the two and a half hour movie, which I made myself watch, I was like, oh, this is getting good. It was the end of the movie. <laughs> I was like, about the time I really like, I'm with you now. I want to see what's going to happen. I get it. I know who these characters are. I know what's going on. And it's the end of the movie. <laughs> <sighs> well, so, there you go. <laughs> so if you wanted to watch the movie, I can recommend it because uh, I started off confused. And by the end of the movie, I was like, I wanted to see more, but there was no more to be had. So, I mean, really, isn't that the what you want? You know, always at the end of a book, them, always, always leave them wanting more. Yeah, yeah. there you go. <laughs> so from that standpoint, it was a success. Unless you're sitting there saying, wait, what, wait, what the hell? Not <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, yeah. So that was good. Uh, 
wow yeah with it we're on a marathon podcast here we might as well you know just finish out so i am experimenting <clears throat> so i've been a cisco meraki uh yes. user and that's what we use for my company the purpose of the cisco meraki is i want a single pane of glass that all of my technicians can see all of my clients firewalls that I can provision for a technician at once. I could also de-provision a technician at once and they lose access to all of my clients' firewalls. So it's good for my clients. It's good for my team. Uh, you can argue the merits of Meraki versus Sophos versus Fortinet versus- Yeah, but I don't I mean, feel like it. Yeah, forget that. Forget that. <laughs> so it, it, me it checks a number of my business boxes. It doesn't check 100% of them but it checks a lot of them. Well, Meraki, you can't buy right now. Uh, they're 60 to 150 days out, depending. So I've just been buying Meraki's every couple of months, and then eventually I'll have a backlog of them here in my office. Well, the Meraki Go is the small business version. It's practically the same Meraki piece of equipment other than it's white. Okay, as opposed um, to? Silver. Okay. Uh, the other, but it, it feels like the same material. Although actually this feels like steel instead of aluminum. The other one's aluminum. So I'm going to, I'm going to give it a go and see how it goes for small business from a standalone standpoint. Mm -hmm. It won't be under a single pane of glass, but it will be in a Meraki cloud environment that my technicians can get to. And it kind of mm -hmm. shorten the gap. So we'll see. Cool. I'll let you know how that goes. I am curious because um, I, I am working with a client now, um, although nowadays as I start to creep up the ladder, mm -hmm. um, I'm working with a large nationwide auto parts chain uh, serving as their CISO. Mm -hmm. And they do have a Meraki installation, which is kind of cool. Mm -hmm. um, but I will if I ever see the console on this and stuff, it's going to be weird. Right. I, that's not the point. Like, so it's, I am curious though, like, cause I'm, I'm basically working on a high level, you know, like more of a strategic overview. Mm -hmm. You need to be doing this. Yeah. That said, I do like to hear stories from the field as to like what really works, what mm -hmm. problems are there. And, you know, so, so yeah. Um, yeah, I'd be curious to hear how that, uh, you know, how that goes. Yeah. Cause I've got a question right now for my Meraki people that I haven't had a chance to pose. And that is, so I'm using a service called Galactic Advisors. I don't know if you, Bruce McCulley, uh, he used to run an MSP here in Nashville, but now he runs Galactic Advisors and they are cybersecurity advisors for IT companies, as well as uh, for us to make our clients more secure. So uh, he's, trying to make care of, and I've learned a lot of cybersecurity stuff that I didn't know, uh, very small details that I just was unaware of. Okay. Uh, but one of the, the tests, as they said in my report that I ran, was they were able to get a payload of malicious material, you know, files down through my Meraki firewall without it detecting it. So I need to find out what that was. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what, because it, it runs as an agent and does the scans, but it went out and grabbed a malicious file and brought it down and the firewall didn't stop it. I need to know right. what that is. So, yep. but I also, I mean, 
Meraki, does Meraki know that it was a test file and shouldn't be marked uh, or did it miss it? And I want to know why it missed it. Usually <clears throat> security systems trip on tests. That's mm-hmm. kind of the point. You know, that's like the lowest bar for them to detect. Mm-hmm. So you generally should assume they're going to catch it. And if it didn't, then it missed it somehow. I'd be curious, yeah. you know, like, what did they do? How did they circumvent it? Did they just like just downloading and we're good? Or, you know, was mm-hmm. it encoded in a zip file? Was it broken up? And, you know, what I, I'd be, I'd be kind of curious. Cause I would think it would be like you said, it, you would want to, you would want to know that the, the firewall is going to get the basic stuff. If you're going to be ultra tricky, you're like, well, we tricked it, but well, yeah, we put it in a zip file. We changed its extension mm-hmm. to underscore something else and yeah. encoded that in a text file. And yeah. like, oh, well, no wonder. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> a little bit, though. I mean, you know, it was just yeah. like we put it in a zip file. And you didn't and, catch it. Yeah. And, you know, like, yeah. so unzip. No, that... Let's scan the freaking zip file, people, you know. So. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll let you know. It'll be, it be interesting. So it's a little bit different flavor of Meraki, but I thought it was a, I actually thought it was a fake. I thought it was mm-hmm. a, a knockoff of Meraki, but it's their really small business um, a platform. But you got to run it from a f- mobile app on your phone. And I don't like that at all. Oh, so no. So I just had a Sonos beta suggestion, uh, a, a solicitation. And they asked me uh, for feedback on use of the desktop app versus the uh, mobile apps. Mm-hmm. And they asked, like, you know, look, what do you usually use? Like, why do you use a desktop app and not the mobile app? I'm like, because when I'm sitting there at the keyboard using my computer, it's more convenient to not have to stop and pick up the phone. That's mm-hmm. why. Like, if there was one feature you could add, what would it be? As a feature parity with the mobile app. You know, yeah, it's like I want to add a new Sonos, you know, speaker. Like, great, go grab your phone. I don't want to grab my phone. I, yeah. I've got a fully functional computer here. This computer can do everything that the phone can do. Why do mm-hmm. I need to go get you? Know? Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, I don't understand that. Uh, other than just like we're lazy and we don't want to develop for multiple platforms. Yeah, and you know, and I can see that like from a mobile installer person, like if you have a tech on site, mm-hmm. probably going to be easier for him to whip out the phone. If, if all other things being equal, he doesn't need a laptop for anything else. I can see why, you know, there's appeal of there. Yeah. But I would expect that Cisco is a big enough company that could swing a desktop app. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. And it's all got to do with, I think, with the application too. But they do talk about their language on the Meraki Go as you being an IT professional. So as an IT professional... I have more than just one client. So putting the app on my phone and and logging in with a user on my phone, that mm-hmm. limits me. You know, now I got to, yes. I got to log out if I can log out. Yep. <laughs> yeah. If I can log out. Yes. <laughs> yeah. uh, we'll find that out. <laughs> oh boy. All right. And we didn't even talk about the cool new features coming to the iPhone 14. So I think, you so what, should go back. You should go back and watch the keynote and figure out what. And like we should talk next week about on our next what next episode, whenever that is, about what features we want most in the new Apple products. I think we should put that put a pin in that. All right, iPhone 14. Let's talk about it. 
there's some really really cool stuff that I, I will say this much i heard the rumor mill and the stuff that i thought was like the craziest you know like no way that is not happening uh-uh nope nope that stuff came true nice. and i was astonished so there well, you cool because i'm i'm due i've got two more payments left on my phone <laughs> i'm curious he, yeah i'm wondering too if i don't know because verizon gave me a sweet deal so i'm still i'm on a 12 mm-hmm. because like toward just before the 13 came out verizon was like we'll give you a thousand dollars off a 12 and i was like <laughs> wow okay you know yeah. sure i'll i'll be i'll lag behind for that yeah but, i'm uh, on 11 yeah. so yeah my 11 so. about ready to be Yep. Up for renewal. You'll notice a difference. There's some really cool stuff. So anyway, cool. Well, on that note, I'm going to go run. All right. Just You're going to run miles. and run. Just, <laughs> just a little 21 mile jaunt. I'm, I'm happy to report that the, uh, since we started, when we started recording, the temperature was 79. It went up to 80 and it is now back down to 78. So it's in moving in the correct direction. Brilliant. So, sir. Well, how hey, Pleasure as always. Um, How can people find us? Yeah, I was just going to say, we should probably tell people how to find us. I mean, let's be honest. If you're listening to this, you probably (laughs) already know. You probably found us. (laughs) You probably already found us on blurringthelinespodcast.com or on your favorite podcatcher of choice. Um, If you can't find that and you like having trouble spelling things, you can try to find me at nicolaitis.com. From there, you have links to my yoga teaching site and my consultancy, a security consultant site. Uh, You can find Adam at sublimecomp.com and rrlavenderfarm.com. rrlavenderfarm.com. You can find us at rlavenderfarm.com. It sounds like after a couple of beers. Um, You can also occasionally find me and more occasionally find Adam on the Friends with Beer podcast. Yes, sir. I co-host with my friends and friend of the show, Scott Wilsey. And that's over at friendswithbeer.com and on Twitter at friendswabeerpod. We're on Friends Twitter too. Pod. <laughs> We're on Twitter. I'm on Twitter at Nicolaitis. You're on at Sublime Comp, right? Sublime Comp. Mm-hmm. Do we? I don't even remember. Do we have a Twitter for this show? Did no. We make one? No, we don't have a Twitter. No. I didn't think so. I was going to say, am I completely forgetting something important here? No, I'm not. Thank God. Okay. So. We do have a Facebook page, though. If you say so. <laughs> yeah. I, I still have a Facebook account. I deleted it on 28 in 2018. So four years ago, almost exactly four years ago, I deleted my Facebook account, followed all of the steps to not touch it, not even think about Facebook. So they couldn't say, oh, you thought about us. We, we kept your account active for you. Aren't you happy? Mm-hmm. Didn't do any of that. And sometime about a month ago, I started getting password resets. Yeah, I've, I've been tagging you and... Uh you know, writing on your timeline. Thanks. And Thanks. Uh, I tried to log in as you a couple of times and that, you're uh, welcome. Yeah, that, 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 that's great. You're Thank welcome. You. I appreciate it. <laughs> on that note, because I'm so happy with you, I'm going to push <laughs> the big red button. To contact either us or our guests, visit blurringthelinespodcast.com. If you like what you're hearing, do us a solid and subscribe to our podcast and leave us a five-star review in iTunes, Google Play Store, or wherever you found us.